Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories from our very own subreddit, Mark Narrations. If you do want to get involved, head on over there, r slash Mark Narrations, post your own stories. As I said before, I've been absolutely blown away by the amount of stories on there already. I'm trying to get through as many as I can because I love the community feel to our own stories and you guys being involved with the channel even more. It's what we're all about. It's what we do here. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like like that subscribe maybe that notification bell too and let's crack on with today's stories much love guys now our first story is coming in from melodic siren was i 17 female the arsehole for quitting my job hello hello this occurred a few days ago and i know it seems ridiculous but please hear me out so i worked as a cashier up till just a bit ago i thought it would just be a simple enough but it wasn't and quickly got overwhelming I had to deal with a lot of nasty people who'd give me tough times. I dreaded going to work. I'd be stuck in this mental fog for hours while I didn't feel like myself. Was incapable of even forcing a smile. I'd shut down and get distracted. It was draining and I cried more than once. There were other issues, but that's the main bit. I knew a customer service job that required so much face-to-face -face interaction clearly wasn't for me. So I put in my notice and left work shortly after. My dad was not happy about me leaving. He works as one of those people who stocks the store shelves and delivers to various stores. My store was one of them and he had befriended the manager and the other employees there over the course of various visits. While I was doing dishes at home one evening, he confronted me, yelling that me leaving that job was just gonna cost him his reputation. And he was the one who got me that job using his good reputation. Yeah, because it totally wasn't because the store was short staffed or anything. He had done everything for me. I had betrayed him. Me leaving my job was going to make him look bad, etc, etc. He also made a big deal of telling me that the next time I go job searching, he's going to do nothing for me. No driving me to interviews, dropping me off or anything like that. I don't have my license yet and I've been relying on both my parents for transportation. I've been trying to get my license since May, but family's been too busy. Also made it a point to say that if anybody were to ask him, as if I'd trust him to be a reference, lol, he'd make sure to tell them that I was an unreliable, immature child that they shouldn't hire. I highly doubt that anybody at the store is going to care that someone who happened to be his daughter decided not to work there anymore. My ex-co-workers were pretty chill and friendly people, and yet his reaction has got me questioning if I've really done a hurtful thing here. I've been on an edge around him since and I feel awful. I could use some outside perspective. And side note, because this might be relevant. No, I did not tell him in advance that I'd be putting in notice. Solely because I knew he'd react like this. I did bring it up once in the past, but back when I was still just considering leaving my job and his response was basically, well, if you can't handle simple cashier work, then you aren't fit for any kind of job. It's the easiest job there is. There's no reason you should be feeling this way, OP. It's ridiculous. So yeah, he's not exactly someone I can confide in or communicate with. He's proven that multiple times in the past and I wasn't about to subject myself to a lecture. 
I was kind of hoping nobody at the store would tell him. As for my mum, she's a lot more chill, but anything I tell her will be forwarded to my dad, so I felt incapable of talking to her either. Basically, I was damned if I did, damned if I didn't. Apologies for the ramble, by the way. Edit, thanks for the positive feedback. I was pretty scared to check the replies, but I'm happy to know that I'm not crazy and other people are on my side for once, lol. Yes, you're absolutely not the asshole in this situation and I feel exactly the same as you. You know, I've had loads of weird and wonderful jobs in my own past. None of them have been customer facing simply because I don't want to be dealing with that either. And although I think you can pretty much train yourself to do any job, sometimes I think you have to be like of a certain mindset maybe, is that the right word, to to be able to step into those jobs and enjoy it as well. I've known for a very long time that customer facing work is, is something that I really don't enjoy and it's not something I'd put myself in if I had the choice to do so. Granted, if I had to do it for the money, then I probably would do it, but I can't say I would enjoy it and I would eventually leave as well. So you're 100% not the arsehole and I can't believe your dad is treating you in this way going as far as to say as if someone was to ask him for a reference that he would give you a negative one not that you're allowed to do that in the UK anyway I think that's illegal but let's check out some comments on this one to see what they say and we're going to start with stapler pig who says not the arsehole not the arsehole and I cannot stress this enough not the arsehole I'm 18 female and I was in a similar spot last year I started a job as a restaurant where my mum's cousin is the general manager. I worked in the BOH, making food and doing prep work. But after two months of being sent to do prep work and being alone from everyone, ideal for some, but I hated it. I started to physically feel sick whenever I went into work. I already have mental health problems and the loneliness was killing me. I would cry while spending most of the time of my shift alone in a small workspace. I felt left out so much. I tried finding other jobs, but was scared of hurting the GM's feelings since we are family. I requested to be a cashier and I loved it as I was interacting with people more. And thankfully, because the place has such an environment of Southern hospitality, I rarely dealt with crazy people, but so many times I was still stuck in BOH and I hated every second of it. They've even had me do both at once. I felt sick almost every shift, worried about being stuck alone again. I went through hell there just from what we all had to do. I was once stuck up there two hours past close because it was crazy busy and we had so much to clean. Many times I said I would leave. I said I would look for other jobs. I didn't. I was so scared of leaving, but every shift was a reminder. Every second spent up there feeling sick was my motivation. Learning how mistreated I was being was motivation. Last Friday was my last day. I spent over a year in a job I hated out of fear of hurting someone's feelings. When I told my GM I was leaving, she was happy for me. Don't stay at a job you hate. Every job has its ups and downs, but I should have left sooner. And I'm proud of you for leaving. You made the right decision, not the arsehole. And Irish Bridges says, wow, not the arsehole. Your dad sounds awful though. Does he treat the rest of the family like dirt or just you? Look, everyone has their limits. I can do basic office go for work, but I suck at dealing with people and noise and having to do things fast. Basically, fast food is the last place I should be. Found this out the hard way when I nearly had a panic attack in the middle of the 4th of July lunch rush. I was in tears telling my boss I had to go because I felt so guilty leaving them short-staffed. He was not only understanding, he told me this kind of work isn't for everyone and that'd give me a referral if I ever needed it. Never ended up taking him up on that offer. Between my physical and mental health, I'm dang near unhirable. So I rent my sister's basement and work for her by helping around the house. 
Also, most businesses don't accept families' referrals anyway. We have one more comment from NanoFires who says, not the arsehole. I've seen my mother work as a cashier at Dollar Tree before and a friend running his own store, and it sure isn't simple. I highly doubt you no longer working there will affect his reputation. Going by this post alone, telling him before putting in your notice would have been a horrible idea. Ask my mother if she had any crazy customer stories to tell and she did. She was ringing a customer up and the screen that shows how much you need to pay wasn't working. The customer demanded my mother fix it so he or she can see the price. Her manager was chill about it and told her not to worry about it. Told my mother, geez, didn't know the job also required you to be a technician. And we both laughed. Then quotes apologies for the ramble by the way. Then says all good, we all need to ramble every now and then. And I hope you get your license. Now, what do you guys make of this story? Let Melodic Siren know your comments below and your verdicts if you choose to give them. And we'll go to the next story. Our next story comes from I am too tired to care right now. Would I be the asshole if I go to HR because of something my boss said? I, 27 female, work from home. Now that things are starting to open up again, the bosses want us to go back. I volunteered to be put in the last group to go back. I don't want to go back for two reasons. One, I hate my micromanaging boss. Two, being chronically ill, I don't want to go back. This month I had to go to another state because of a family matter and I stupidly, thinking it was the right thing to do, told my boss I would be out of town. He in turn said, well, if you're getting on a plane, why don't you want to come back to the office? If you're going to go, you need to come back. I'm driving and staying at a timeshare that I can clean and stay in isolation. All I need to do is pick up some items and look at a property. He held my previous opinion of not returning against me, even brought up my health. This does not sit right with me at all. I feel stupid and now he's asking me about my work hours, if they're correct and if I'm actually working. I can't see you at the office so I don't see you working. He's becoming more and more aggressive. A coworker says that he's only trying to break me for not doing what he wants. I'm getting tired of this and it doesn't sit well with me at all. Would I be the asshole if I go to HR or am I overthinking this? Now, HR there is for this very reason, you know, to protect you. So I always think that I've been in various disputes through my my various work and career. And what I always do is document everything. And it's always suggested whenever we cover like workplace based stories is that you always cover yourself save any emails save anything that you can basically regarding this and write it down write down your thoughts and what's going on and why you think he's becoming more and more aggressive so then when you go to hr you can put it forward in a logical manner with a plan set out basically because someone like me if i go in i'm prepared and i'm winging things and i can wing things very easily but as you know i ramble on like an idiot just like i'm doing right now and i will get totally lost in my train of thought so writing things down and having it clear bullet pointed even so you can give it to hr in a logical manner but balloon hater says get a journal and write down every interaction with time and date save any emails and messages to have a paper trail if you don't have evidence and it'll be a he said she said and maybe open the door to worse things Irish Bridget says, go to HR. This kind of thing is why HR exists. Dromnak says, not the arsehole. Some companies HR may be dodgy as the worst managers though. So it could be worth talking to an employment lawyer if possible about the best documentation to be keeping file of in case they try a dodgy firing. I hope life gets better and this goes well in the end OP. 
quiet tone says, document all this behavior in detail. Talk to HR without mentioning names to get your choices in this matter from the company. It could be, as mentioned, you are not allowing him to control things, or maybe he wants you to quit before you need to go out on disability for your chronic health issues. There may be something under the ADA to allow you to keep your job at home. Good luck, not the arsehole. And then the final comment comes from October Bear Boat, who says, not the arsehole, write down everything that's happened and discuss it with HR. It's not like you're snitching on him or trying to get him in trouble. You've got a conflict with him and you're looking to professionals for help managing it. It's literally their job to help you with folks with this sort of stuff. Hopefully they can do so. Absolutely. Now, what are your thoughts on this one? What can OP do? Is there any other way OP may be able to resolve this rather than writing everything down? Is there something else they could be doing that we may be missing here? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story is from Consistent Eye. COVID made my neighbor hate my dog. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, you guys know I love a nightmare neighbor story, so keep those coming as well. Hey, love your video, so I figured I would share on the off chance you get the enjoyment out of the audacity of the situation. So back when the pandemic was in its height of May of 2020, my wife and I were home a lot for obvious reasons. We lived in a townhouse in the States and shared a building with multiple residents. Our building had a small outdoor patio, which was about six foot square of concrete that led into grass. Now our neighbors were nothing but pleasant in the time we have lived there. I could occasionally hear my neighbor's kids sing when I was in my basement, but their kids were actually very good singers. But unfortunately, after we were well into lockdown, our neighbor started to show signs of visual distress towards our dogs being near their patio. If we let our little pomimo, did I get it wrong, dog take a single step towards her patio that was about 10 feet away, she would come outside to tell us to stop forcing her dog on her property and her grass. At first I was accommodating, trying to make everyone happy. Didn't let her on her half of the rented property. But my wife didn't put up with any of her shit. <laughs> when she confronted my wife, wife said she wouldn't let her dog on her patio, but that we're still going to let our dog play on the leash in the commons area. Our neighbor got mad and started calling in reports, saying we're letting our dog defecate in grass and refusing to pick it up. We always picked it up, even when there was a foot of snow and when management came out to look at it, they never found anything. She would even admit that she has recorded us from her blinds for proof that we're on her property. 
The final straw was with one of her kids was spraying ammonia on the commons grass behind her townhouse, leading over 20 feet away while it was windy out. While ammonia isn't particularly poisonous to dogs, it can cause possible stomach problems if ingested or possibly rash on the skin if it were to get caught in dog's hair. My wife asked the kid if what he was spraying was at least a pet-friendly deterrent and of course it wasn't. I went over one last time to tell her that spraying it while it's windy can even be deadly for other animals and even kids when they play out in the commons area. Of course, she denied spraying it and it would be my fault if the dog were to get sick because she owned the grass. So then we called our management who pretty much just told her not to do it again and to my knowledge, she never did. But after that, my wife and I immediately began house hunting, saving every penny we could just to get out of there. We managed to find a house and was out of there by the end of the summer. But that entire summer, whenever I had let our dog out, I always had my phone recording the audio in case she came out to verbally harass us. Thankfully, she didn't. I remember talking to our other neighbor the last day I was cleaning out the townhouse, who asked why we decided to leave. So suddenly, her face immediately soured when I caught her up on what the other neighbor did. Bad neighbors are a good motivator to move on with your life. Whilst I'm not disagreeing with what you've done by moving out, I always find it particularly sad that, you know, you have to get to that point where you're just so sick of living there that you have to move out. It's just such a shame. What snapped in that person's head to sudden make them suddenly turn on you like that? Absolutely not the arsehole. And isn't spraying like ammonia on your grass, won't it kill it? Because <laughs> isn't that what's in pee or something in it? When dogs wee on the grass, it, it like create, it creates a dead patch. Currently got that with my garden where Poppy keeps weeing in the same spot and killing my grass. <laughs> but Irish Bridget comes in with a similar thing saying, she sprayed ammonia on the grass, as in the main component of urine. Doesn't that kill grass? I mean, you can tell where the dogs like to pee in the yard by the brown spots. As I said, I've got the exact same problem with Poppy at the moment. I gotta wonder if this really only started with lockdown or if she's always been like this and you just didn't notice because both of you could actually leave your houses. Very good point there. And Dromnak says, not the arsehole, but you did great work focusing on saving up to move out instead of being petty with a crazy when the crazy got to trying to make your dog sick. She probably would have put something poisonous on your grass at night if they had stayed as they were. If she really had no worries beforehand, it probably would not be surprising if she was trying to get you out of the house. An old mate who lived in flats had a similar situation where suddenly someone in the flats went crazy on a neighbor to drive them out. A few weeks later, her sister who just had given birth moved into the flat next door. Turned out she wanted the neighbor gone so she could be a good aunt. Nightmare for the respective landlords when they found out, they took down a wall between the flats so the baby had a decent sized room. What the fuck? Yeah, drugs were most likely involved. Hope you and your family get much more peace in the new property. You never live close to crazy again. Have a great life absolutely have a great life and let's move on to another story and our next story comes from osin am i the asshole for being upset that my parents didn't realize i had gone no contact for seven years i've posted this story in am i the asshole before and i do have an update in r slash just no family but figured mark might appreciate this i always appreciate it i have six older brothers and an older sister and younger brother there are several reasons why i went no contact First of all, I never felt like part of the family. I was used as a free babysitter for my baby brother. I was always the one exiled outside to the hard floor of the kitchen with a thin sleeping bag whenever anyone was over for the holidays. 
I would often get given chores that ended with me coming into the kitchen afterwards to find everyone tucking into dinner and having to make do with whatever scraps my siblings decided to give me. To be fair, there were nine of us kids. Dad had two jobs and Ma had a job and volunteered at church. So it was hard for them to keep track of. But to be unfair, whenever Owen was late home because of rugby or his altar boy duties, a plate would usually be put aside for him or he'd be allowed to make himself a sandwich. A privilege I was never afforded because we weren't made of money and that would be unreasonable when there is perfectly fine, almost untouched food still on my siblings' plates. And then there was the homophobia. I never came out, so it was never personal, but I heard everything, hence me not coming out. And then there was Owen, one year older than me and the golden child. Everything I lacked, he had. Every failure was compared to his success. If I did something wrong, I'd be asked why I couldn't be more like Owen. Every success was met with either an, oh, Owen did that too, and he did it better, faster, with bells on or an intimation that success didn't count because it was at something they didn't approve of, unlike whatever Owen was doing. So, when I went to uni and I came for the holidays when I turned 18, I was still the one left out of everything, so I just cut contact with my parents. I kept some contact with my siblings, even though Owen grew up and turned out to be not a complete prick. I'm now 25 and in a long-term relationship. One of my brothers let me know that dad got sick back in December and I realized that I was being too petty in cutting contact so I decided to get back in contact. I went over shortly before Christmas not knowing what to expect but cap in hand and ready to apologize and deal with any fallout and ready to start mending fences. Turns out they had no idea that I had gone no contact. Seven years without so much as a phone call and they hadn't even noticed. At first, they were convinced that they had spoken to me plenty during that time. Then it was anger at me for being so petty and selfish, overly dramatic and not respecting family and that I was a giant asshole for putting this on them when Da was ill. Everything came out, including me, in the ensuing shouting match. This was the first and only time I ever stood up to them. In my defense, I was mad and upset so I shouted back, drawing on all the issues that I tried to bury. It scared my youngest brother enough that he phoned my other brothers to come separate us. I am torn between thinking that I was completely justified in being upset that my parents didn't realize I'd gone no contact, but guilty that my trying to mend fences for my own closure damaged a family that was doing perfectly fine without me. And that I could be a massive asshole because my parents have nine kids, jobs and volunteering, and were dealing with Dar's illness and all the lockdown stuff in the last year so I'm probably being unreasonable in expecting that they might notice that I had cut contact. Plus now, I had a lot of guilt thinking that, deep down, at least part of me wanted them to miss me, to punish them for my childhood. Ah, oh, this is an incredibly sad story, and I'm sorry you've had to go through that, Osin. I really am. And I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. From the Da, Ma, and Owen, I'm assuming gets an, you're from Ireland, but I may be totally wrong there, so forgive me if I am. But all I got out of this story, and it may seem a bit brutal for me to say so, so again, I do apologize if I am completely wrong. It just seems like they haven't changed much in those seven years where you've been away. You've went on, you found yourself a relationship, and you're moving on with your life, and you went back to make amends, and it doesn't seem they've changed because they haven't noticed you've gone. They still disrespect you, which, why should you have to put up with it? You're moving on with your life, and I think you should look for the, the positive things in your life, and you know... And stay low contact if you want to be in touch with how your father's getting on or go no contact again because as we sin, not much has changed. 
They didn't really care that you've been out of the picture for this long. So why should you spend your time worrying? Look after yourself, look after your future, enjoy your long-term relationship and your life. And we just have one comment from Bloon Hater on this one who says, not the asshole. I wanna start by saying congrats on going to university and your relationship with your partner. Now onto the elephant in the room. No, you are not in the wrong for blowing up at them. They treated you as a free babysitter and you shouldn't have been the parent to your siblings. That's their job. Not even gonna to touch their homophobia. They are wrong there too. Sadly, this no contact time showed how little they cared about you. Resume no contact and if your siblings tell you to reconnect, tell them to drop it or risk minimal to no contact as well. I wish you the best in life along with your partner OP. Good luck. Now, what do you guys make of this story? What should OP do? Is there anything additional that they could be doing in this scenario that may make things better? Maybe reconnect with the family. Not that I can see it, but I'm just throwing ideas out there that you might have a better idea. <laughs> Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and your verdicts and various stuff on all of today's stories. Don't forget to come get involved in r slash Mark Narrations. Post your own stories there. As I said, I hope to cover more in the future. There seems to be more and more every day. I think it's up to 350 members on the subreddit at the moment. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your love, support and time. And I will see you, you cheeky so-and-so in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.